Welcome to the Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEO Podcast. I'm Martin Harsberger, President of Measurable Results LLC and martinharsberger.com. I'm a retired CEO of both a manufacturing company and a third-party logistics company. We were lucky enough to grow both to eight-figure organizations. I've been consulting with small and mid-tier companies for the past 16 years. Our mission with this podcast is to provide a forum to help CEOs in these critical industries share their stories, share best practices, and learn from each other. If you'd like to be a guest in our podcast, go to www.martinharsberger.com slash apply. Each interview will take about 30 minutes. Thanks for listening. Hi, welcome to this episode of Manufacturing Supply Chain CEOs. I'm Martin Harsberger, your host. Today I have David Klein, co-founder and president of Inspectorio. David, welcome. Thank you so much, Martin. Pleasure to be here. I appreciate the invitation. Tell me about Inspectorio. It's, a, it's an interesting name. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you get uh, that first? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, we we started, myself and, and founders, we, we've been working in supply chain for over 15 years. So 15 years ago, we had a boutique sourcing business and uh, lived the pains of having to manage not only the um, quality control aspect of production, so inspections in particular, but also um, responsible sourcing. And so we decided to, to build a application and literally it was an app for us to be able to manage all of that inspection activity in a way that allowed us to capture data a lot more seamlessly, get reporting, analytics. Um, and it was at a time where that was not available, right? We tried to, of course, buy a solution for our operation and when we didn't find it, we decided to, to build it ourselves. Um, clients were extremely happy. They were getting reports very quickly, benchmarking factories performance on a web dashboard and, and, and very powerful analytics. And that's when we said, hi, it looks like we're, we're into something. We applied to the Techstars accelerator program, got in, um, and that's where Inspectorio was born. So to your, to your question, it was inspector.io, but that domain was already taken. And so we removed the dot and it stayed as Inspectorio. And then, of course, today Inspectorio has gone, you know, a lot beyond it just simply, you know, inspections and, and quality management per se. Um, and we do a lot more than that today. Well, tell me what are the benefits of that? I mean, tell me a little bit about the company. I, one of the things that with inspection and so on, you talk about seamless data collection, which is key. Uh, you know, I've worked with manufacturing supply chain companies all my life, you know, and, and, and getting good data and capturing it and keeping it clean is, is the key. So tell me, how do you address that? Yeah. So specifically, so, you know, first today, Inspector is, is really a, having solutions on the modernization of the production chain on the three main pillars, quality management, a compliance management or sustainability management and production tracking. Um, so specifically, when it comes to quality management, there's you know three main uh, stakeholders that participate on that uh, acquisition of data, right? You have the inspectors that are from the brands and retailers themselves, right? Employed by the brands and retailers that are sent to the facilities to do the activities of inspection. You have the third-party inspection companies, and then you have self-inspections where you're empowering the factories and the vendors to do that themselves. Um, so starting from that example, it's very hard to trust that the data that vendors and factories are inputting is actually data that, you know, it's, it's, it's trustworthy that they've actually did the activity. Uh, and so first of all, that brand and retailer that owns the standard, you configure that on our platform. 
So what's the AQL? What's the checklist? What's the data that you're hoping to capture, right? That's configured on the platform with data sources that are standardized by that data owner, in this case, the brand and the retailer. And then they decide who will execute it, right? And it could be in this case, let's say the self-inspection. And so that factory or that vendor uses a mobile application and then they need to input the data that the mobile application is asking them to do. You're capturing the photos, you're inputting the defects based on a standardized data source, right? The codes are the same, co are, are the unique codes that the brand and retailer has made. You're uploading videos. And then if you then decide to send it to a third party, that third party is using the same platform, that same inspectoria platform and the mobile application. So they're using the same standards to capture their data, same DCL, same AQL and so forth. And then if you have your own team, it's the same. So we're keeping data consistency, data standardization and data integrity are all fronts independent of who captures it. We also have you know, GPS localization, um, anomaly detection and, 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 and so forth. And that allows you to then compare apples to apples, right? Um, all of the data that you're gathering independent of who executed, um, you can then compare and say in this self-inspection for this good, this is what was claimed to have been found. But then when I send the third party, this is what they found. What's the overlap of defects? And since you're using the same standards, it's very easy to do. You're using the same standard, but aren't they using somebody, there's one group collecting the data, right? Mm -hmm. So even how do you, it's a manual input, correct? Mm -hmm. So how do you know that it's propagated across two or three platform or two or three uh, viewers, but how do you know the data is correct? Yeah. So first of all, let's look at ways in which the data was not done correctly in the past, right? So first of all, it's your sample sizes, right? You're producing many different colors, many different sizes. And if you have an acceptance quality level of a, let's say 2.5, it means that you have to pick 125 samples of goods out of a very large order. If you're trusting the inspector to be the one that chooses exactly the sample size of color red, the sample size of the large, the small, the mediums, it's very likely that there's going to be a, a mistake or an issue if you're calculating that on the calculator. And if you're getting that wrong, then the representation of performance of that sample is not going to be representative of your whole order. And so what we do is we have an algorithm, right, that calculates the sample size automatically for you. So the inspector, when they arrive, based on the AQL that was set up on that initial configuration, the system knows what's the order, quantity, what's the acceptance quality level, the AQL, it's a 2.5, and therefore I need, you know, 125 samples. It knows exactly the color variations, the size variations, and so it will tell you, you need to pick this amount of reds, this amount of blues, this amount of whites, this amount of large, small, and medium. And then they execute that activity, right? They go into the rooms and then they, they you know, inspect piece by piece. They take a photo, they input that information. So that's one area where we're ensuring that the representation of the sample is actually an effective and a real one, right? It's an algorithm that does that. But then second, of course, we can never um, ensure you at, with 100% accuracy that that defect that they found, uh, you know, that there was a defect that they didn't find, right? right. Uh, a, and so to your point, right? And so that's why you have a program that mixes the self-inspections with third parties, that if you have 
both activities gathering information based on the same standards, you're then able to compare. And we have what we call a, a defect recommender, for instance. And so based on all of the historical information that we've captured for that facility, based on thousands or hundreds of thousands of inspections, what are the defects that our algorithms can detect that are the most likely that you will find? And then the inspector finds. And if you suddenly see that, you know, if our platform predicted that with 80% or 90% accuracy, you were supposed to find these defects and the inspector didn't, that already tells you something. And then if you sent the third party to do their inspections and they actually did find the same correlation with the recommended defects that we found, but the self-inspection didn't, then you're having two validation points that are telling you how something's going wrong. Yeah, that's what I was trying now, to get to. How do you validate Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. we go into an additional point, which is we, we've developed the, a very powerful proprietary algorithm for facility risk. So what that means is the more discrepancy that exists in these types of reportings, right, against the defect recommender or against what the third parties have found, naturally, the risk of that facility, the risk score, the same way that you have your own credit risk with the bank, and if you have a bad risk score, then you have a higher, uh, you know, you have to pay a lot more for, for your loans. Here, it means that the risk score of that facility increases oversight increases. So instead of trusting you more to do self inspections, I'm going to send you a lot more of the third parties because I don't trust you very well. And that means that the facilities and the vendors need to pay for those third party inspections. Ah. So there's an incentive yeah, I like it. To, okay. dis to disclose the information uh, correctly, right? Yeah, so you start that through good. Because I'm, I'm naturally skeptical of data from production. Um, and you and you should be, and we were we are skeptical <laughs> too because we've lived it ourselves, of course. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about the production side because inspections after the fact, right? So tell me how you manage the production piece of that. Yeah. So first, on the quality side, uh, we go all the way from you know lab testing, fabric inspections, um, during production inspections, um, and then if. A final random and distribution center. So we really cover end to end on the quality side. Um, and, you know, we've digitized all of those operations, provide very powerful automations like the one I've told you, right? If the risk is high, then I want greater oversight. If the risk is low, I want lower oversight, automatic reporting, corrective actions, powerful analytics, benchmarking, trending, um, and so further, right? That's on the quality side. Now, on the production side, to your question, uh, you know, uh, I think COVID-19 has made it very clear to companies around the world on the pains of not having a true pulse on the status of your production around your, your supply chains, right? You need to be agile. You need to be able to make decisions very quickly and not knowing what's my current status doesn't allow you to do that, right? And therefore, you don't have that resiliency that is so important. Um, and so, you know, we, we've just recently launched uh, a product, uh, our third product called Inspectorio Tracking. And so what it does is think of it as a, a time in action calendar, but digitized, right? Today, when a, a facility wants to understand what's the status of production, they build a critical path, typically done on Excel. The merchandisers coordinate with the factory managers that that needs to be updated in a particular cadence. We've basically taken that and digitized it into a platform where you create a critical path 
you link it to a style, you link it to a PO, you spread that across your ecosystem of vendors and factories, right? And we work with the largest brands and retailers in the world. So we're talking thousands of suppliers and dozens of thousands of factories. Um, and then the facilities, basically, once the, a PO has been issued, they have to update what the plans are for each of those critical paths. And then as production starts, they simply update in a very uh, easy to use um, uh, interface on the, on the platform. And that way for a brand or a retailer or for a vendor, you know, also they can see for all of their manufacturing locations, what's the status for a given PO across all of these different um, uh, milestones of production. You can update that data manually every day, if that's what you require. You can require to have these updated every at, at the end of every week. Or if you have a MES ERP solution in place, then it can just be done seamlessly via integration. And so you can so you go from real time. Yeah. Exactly. So you could have real time monitoring or you can do it more, you know, daily or, or weekly basis. Um, yeah. And what, what, you know, is unique in this case, Martin is typically these types of critical uh, of time and actions is done on a one-to-one -one relationship. So I'm a vendor and I need my factory number one to be able to update this to me. Right. So if, from, starting from an Excel, I, I send it to that person. But if you have a system, it's only between us. It's a system. But a vendor works with multiple factories and it's accountable for so many different orders to multiple buyers. If you're a buyer, in this case, a brand or a retailer, you work with multiple vendors. So in Spectoria, both for quality, for compliance and for production tracking, we've built it as a network. What that means is the vendors and the factories, they have one account. It's one digital account. They have one instance and they connect to the client number one, client number two, client number three on that platform. And so what that means is from a brand or retailer perspective, in one place you're seeing and you can monitor production status across all of your facilities on one account, one instance. And that vendor is the same. They can see it in one account <laughs> for all of their factories and they can monitor for all of their buyers. So they don't have to go into logging into multiple systems. My client system one, my client system two, my client system three. Got it. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you're talking a lot about uh, retail, uh, the retail market and, and clothing is what I'm getting. Is it applicable to other, other, mar other industries? Yeah. So, you know, we, we work with the largest uh, retailers and inside of a retailer you have much more than apparel like when you walk into a target store pretty much everything except food and pharmaceuticals goes through inspectory why not pharmaceuticals because that's what i'm thinking right now <laughs> yeah just simply because we've been very busy with with consumer goods at the moment uh it we're already because there's there's a yeah. right now I'm, I'm thinking about when you talked about they've got um I think 20 CMOs that contract manufacturers and a supply chain is jumbled. So it would be directly applicable to that market, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, definitely. Right. And, and for instance, now we're, we've also started working in, in food, right? We work with one of the, the most important retailers in Europe um, that also um, carries food and, and we are doing um, a compliance management and, and tracking production tracking when it comes to food. Um, so it does go uh, also uh, into other products. 
Let me ask you this, when you talk about compliance tracking, like, like in pharmaceuticals, you're worried about excursions outside temperature ranges and, and all that kind of stuff. So you could your system could adapt to track that as well? Yeah, so when we talk about compliance management, think of it mainly in terms of regulatory compliance and regulatory compliance yeah. within the space of like social standards, environmental standards and so forth, right? It's you're having to ensure that the entities that are producing your goods throughout your production chain are compliant to these different regulations and they have certifications, documents that they need to upload. You might see that there's areas of non-conformity that you need to work very closely with them to close it to not only be compliant, but then work with them to move beyond compliance. And again, to do that at scale, when you have thousands of factories and suppliers, yeah. it's a pain, um, an important pain. So we're we're very, you know, our platforms are extremely flexible. Every company has their own sets of processes, workflows, and standards. <laughs> and being a, a product company and being a SaaS and an enterprise SaaS, um, you know, we, we've built the product being flexible from the get-go. So if tomorrow, um, uh, Martin, you introduce me to a pharmaceutical that needs to track statuses of production and, and, and has their milestones that could be very easily configured on the platform and then wants to uh, centralize the um, recollection of the certifications and documentation connected to social environmental standards and manage corrective actions, happy to talk to them tomorrow interesting now one of the things is is chain of custody on on uh on pharmaceuticals uh, you know making sure what you order is what you actually got delivered from the same supplier right yeah well you've touched on a very interesting topic which is actually a we you know we've announced recently a, a early this year our series b um um, and uh, this the Series B for, for $50 million um, is going to power uh, our new developments, right, beyond quality production tracking and compliance. And we're moving into the traceability space, so chain of custody. Yeah. Uh, um, and so we're already uh, working uh, on this today. Um, and we have already um, solutions that are um, being offered to our current clients to meet the very a, you know, stringent and, and, and evolving uh, regulations when it comes to, for instance, the withhold release order in the United States or the German due diligence law and, and the European Commission as well, where you have to disclose what are your entities in your production chain all the way to origin and submit these transaction documentation. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we're working to be able to do that, what we call, you know, backward tracing, but also forward tracing. Um, so that's our new it's a you know that the new oh. product in the in the oven yeah that's that's a good direction who are your competitors do you have competitors what's your differentiator from your competitors yeah good question martin so we really categorize them into into three different types um first of all is traditional plms and erps um plms and erps have always had as part of their offering a quality a solution compliance solution a some level of, of understanding statuses of production, but by the very nature of being extremely horizontal, they don't go deep. And so when we talk about the quality offering is, I need you to just submit what the end result of that inspection was. Was it a pass or was it a fail? But the actual management of the operation, turning that insights into actionable analytics and deriving important predictabilities is just, you know, it, it's not there. 
Um, and also um, their systems, right? Again, uh, so for the vendor, they're logging into a lot of different systems for different clients. Um, and so I think the biggest differentiator there is just the level of depthness that we go. Um, and being a younger product company, everything connected to the use of data for machine learning and predictability has been defined from the get-go. A lot of PLMs and ERPs are legacy systems, right, that were implemented in the 2000s. And I'm not even going to talk about usability, UI, UX, ease of use, and all of that, right? Um, so that's point number one. And, you know, a lot of clients come to us precisely because the PLM or ERP is not deep enough. Uh, and we integrate, we have inbound and outbound integrations. We're a very interoperable platform so that we can easily acquire data from the PLMs and send data back to the PLMs. Um, so we're very complementary in that sense. Point number two is um, third-party inspection companies. Uh, they're a service company. Um, they're service companies that have realized that they need to start uh, offering um, more digital solutions as a complementarity of their service. Um, and some of them have tried to position themselves as, you know, technology companies, but at the heart, they really are service companies. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, you know, they, they've developed different solutions over time, um, but uh, they haven't really gotten that level of, of traction. Um, and again, you know, today, we work in our platform with all of the largest third-party inspection companies, SGS, PV, Intertech, UL, TUV, uh, because clients, biggest, largest, large brands and retailers uh, recognize that those solutions uh, are, are, are really not enough, um, and they, they invite them uh, to use Inspectory. Um, and, and the third uh, category um, are you know, recent um, startups and, and technology companies or others that have, you know, have been on the market already for, for several years, even before for, before Inspectorio. But they're, they're specializing a lot on like, I do quality or I do compliance or I do production tracking. But none of them offer that as a suite, right? As a, as a holistic value proposition, as a suite of products. And with the level of, 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 um, data pipelines and data infrastructure to leverage all of this information again to generate really powerful automations across them and all of the powerful analytics and and, and data science right we 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 see that more and more the relationship between brands and retailers vendors and factories becomes more and more strategic and decision making needs to be done collaboratively and through everybody being able to see data as a single source of truth. So data-driven collaboration is extremely important across all of your activities in the production chain. So our vision is to become the de facto platform for production chain management. Cool. I like the idea. I mean, it, it's interesting. Uh, anything else that I haven't asked you you want to talk about? We're kind of getting short of time. So... Uh... How do people get in touch with you? Anything I've Thank left you. out asking you, I guess, first. No, no, no. So, I mean, everything that you'd like to know about Inspectorio, you know, please visit our website, www.inspectorio.com. Um, you know, we've worked, we continue to work with with the leading uh, uh, brands and retailers. We have a, a very large, we're over 8,000 customers. 
Um, and throughout this whole time, you know, we've we've learned a lot of 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 you know how companies are managing these operations, how they're modernizing their production chain, and and where the industry is headed. So we publish a lot of resources. So if you're a supply chain professional that you're in charge of, you know, leading change in your organization, um, you know, I invite you to to subscribe to our newsletters. Uh, you know, traceability right now is something that I know a lot of companies are trying to find out how to resolve. Again, we're publishing a lot of information on that front. So I invite you to visit our website uh, and then you'll have all of the necessary resources to know who you need to contact to in case you want to learn more. Great. Well, thanks for your time. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Martin. I have enjoyed it as well. I appreciate the invitation. Um, and uh, yeah, have a, I don't know if it's your morning, your afternoon or your evening, but you have a, a nice light. So enjoy. Just turn into yeah. afternoon. So Wonderful. So enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEOs. If you're a successful CEO in manufacturing or supply chain, would like to be part of the program, please visit www.martinharsberger.com slash apply. If you got some value out of the interview, please share it on social media. We'd really appreciate it. Also, if you know someone that would make a great guest, tag them and let them know about the show. Again, our mission is to focus on manufacturing and supply chain CEOs. We'd like to share your story and provide industry trends and updates that would interest our listeners. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and interviews go a long way in promoting the show. You can connect with me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn at uh, Martin Harsberger uh, or through my website, www.martinharsberger.com. Again, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening.